Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and that the weather is not cold where you live because it's really cold here. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how to have difficult conversations. And here are five takeaways from last week's podcast episode. Number one, prepare for a difficult conversation by walking through the three conversations ahead of time. So the three conversations that I found in one difficult conversation is the what happened conversation, the feeling conversations, and the identity conversations. So understand what the people involved are thinking and feeling, but not saying to each other. In a difficult conversation, this is usually where the real action is taken. So before you step into a tense conversation or discussion, or try to calm any type of escalation in your marriage, ask yourself these questions. First, sort out what happened, understand your feelings, and then ground your identity about how this situation makes you think of yourself. And if you do these things, you can kind of prepare for the situation or the tense conversation ahead of time. Number two, check your purposes and decide whether to raise the issue. Make sure you really need to raise the issue that you want to talk about because sometimes this helps you achieve your purpose. Like if it's a situation where you know you just have to talk about, then talk about it. But if it's something minor, like an annoyance or something you can live with and it's not a real conversation you need to have, then you may not want to have that conversation. One thing I always say is choose your battles. Fight the battles you have to fight. The ones you don't have to fight, just let it go. Number three, start from the third story. So if you decide to raise a difficult issue, don't lead in with your opinion or how you see the situation. Talk about it in a neutral way. Look at it from the view of a third person because if you come in it from your point of the story, then of course you're going to be all emotionally attached. You're not going to be able to think clearly because this is how you see it. This is your perception and your perception is your reality. But if you discuss the problem as though you were seeing it from the viewpoint of somebody else, then you can think more rationally and understand and listen to what your partner has to say in this discussion. Number four, explore their stories and yours. So you just actively listen to understand the other person's perspective on what happened, ask questions, acknowledge feelings um, behind the arguments and accusations, and then paraphrase to see if you got it right. Because sometimes you think that you may have gotten something right, but that's not how it is. This reminds me of a show that I watched the other day. Of course, I'm a reality TV fan, and I was watching this show called um, The Family Chantel, and it was about this lady and her husband. It, he was from Dominican Republic, and she's from America, and they're married. Their families don't get along. There's a language barrier, a huge one, because he doesn't speak English well. They don't speak Spanish very well. His wife does, but no one else does. So she noticed that every time they got together to have a conversation, none of the families could get along because of the language barrier. So finally, she hired a translator, and the translator was able to help them problem solve and understand each other because they understood the language. And you know what? That is what happens sometimes in marriages, in relationships, and especially when you're talking about something difficult. It's like each one of you is speaking your own language from your own emotion and your own point of view. And when you're doing this, it's kind of hard to hear what the other person is saying because you're speaking your language, they're speaking theirs. So that's why it's important to explore their story. Listen to what they have to say. How did they see it? And don't worry about how you saw it, but listen to how they see it. And then you can explain 
once you understand their story and how they saw what was going on, then you can explain how you were feeling and what happened. So that is a very important thing to do. And finally, number five, problem solve. Talk about ways to move forward. Don't keep staying in the past. Talk about, okay, so moving forward, what do we do and how do we keep communication open? So these are the five problem solving takeaways that I got from our podcast episode last week on how to have a difficult conversation. Now, if you haven't heard this episode, feel free to go back and listen to it so that you can be prepared for the upcoming holiday season when you and your spouse or partner may need to have a difficult conversation. This week on the podcast, we have an awesome guest here. Her name is Heidi K. Begay, and she is a flutist, podcaster, and entrepreneur. She has some awesome advice on how to balance work and your marriage. So pay special attention to some of her words of wisdom. Before you listen to the interview with Heidi, here is a word from one of our sponsors. Hello, this is relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell, and I would love to invite you to join my signature program called Improve Your Marriage While Improving Yourself. This is a year-long intensive marriage coaching program that will help you improve your marriage and in the process, improve yourself. In this course, you will discover who you are, what your expectations are for your marriage, and why you act and react the way you do in your marriage. These are just some of the things you will discover about yourself and your marriage during this program. So if you are struggling in your marriage and want to improve your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to be a part of the Improve Your Marriage While Improving Yourself signature program. I can't wait to see you there. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, this week we have an amazing guest. Her name is Heidi, and she is doing a lot of things. And she is here because she is going to help all of us figure out how to balance work and relationships. But before I start talking over her and telling her story and giving away all her tips, we are going to let Heidi tell us a little about herself. Okay, so Heidi, tell me a little bit about yourself and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kiana, for having me. First and foremost, I think it's um, imperative that I thank you and uh, for me to tap into your wonderful, beautiful audience. And so for you to carve out time for me is such a blessing and I want to thank you. You are welcome. I'm just so happy you agreed to be on the podcast. So thank you as well. Sure. Yes. So my name is Dr. Heidi K. Begay, and I'm a flutist, an educator, a nonprofit organizer, and a podcaster, just like you. Yes. Yeah. And I'm originally from Chicago, but I'm currently living in the Fort Worth, Texas area with my husband and three kitty fur babies, and we have a beautiful life together. I get to teach, I get to perform, and I get to help nonprofit organizations all while podcasting in the background through my show called Flute 360. So that's a little bit of what I'm doing and the different hats that I wear. Wow, that is a lot of hats. It seems like you have a lot going on. And you mentioned that you were married. So how long have you been married? Oh my goodness, it feels like eternity. But (laughs) at the same time, it also feels like you know, we are still in the honeymoon phase as well. So I'm very blessed. 
We've been married for 13 years, um, but I've known him three years prior to getting married in 2008. So we married in 2008, but I met him in 2005. So we were friends for a whole year. He was my best friend. He still is my best friend, but we were best friends um, from 05 to 06. And then we realized, hey, there's something here. We are a really good match. And so we started dating the second year. And then the third year he proposed. So those were our three years leading up into the marriage in 2008. That is awesome. And that answers my question because I was going to ask, how did you guys meet? Yes. So actually, it's a fun story. It's kind of boring, but it's fun for me. Um, We are both musicians. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a flutist and he Mm -hmm. is a guitarist and he is also an audio video engineer. So we met at the University of Arizona in Tucson and we were both juniors at U of A in 2005. And, you know, like most music majors or math majors, it doesn't matter. You have to go through a certain a certain curriculum and so that junior year we were both in the third year of our music theory slash oral skills class and so we were in the same class um i think it was like a monday wednesday friday class that met at 8 a.m and he was sitting in the back of the room i was in the front of the room and over time you start clinging to people within classes for study partners Right. And um, Eric, actually, his best friend at the time, um, his name is James, and he is such a lovely uh, guy and he became my friend, too. But then some of my girlfriends in the class and Eric's friend, James, we all started smushing together in these study groups and we met once a week to go through music theory. And from there, the rest is history. We just started getting to know each other within that environment. That is awesome because it's hard to, first, when you said that you were at the front and he was at the back, I was like, how did this work out? Did she start sitting closer to the back or did he start moving closer to the front? But it makes sense that you guys met up in the study group. And it's funny because you wouldn't think, even though you're in the same class, that you guys actually meet up together because of just the way you guys sat in your classrooms. Because I know when I was in college, I would sit at the front, my other friends would sit at the back. And I met them, like you said, either in the study group or when we went to the pit, which was like the cafeteria on campus or the hangout. We used to go there and that's how I would meet people. But yeah, that is an awesome story. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And it actually, the conversation started um, with, you know, getting help with specific quizzes. So there was one specific conversation that's like burned in my brain and I was leaving the music school and he was coming in. So I had finished an oral skills quiz and he was about to go in to take his. And he saw me and he goes, hey, aren't you in my class? This was before the study sessions. And I said, yeah. And he goes, what's your name? I said, Heidi. And he's like, oh, I'm Eric. And I said, oh, I'll, I will remember that because my brother's name is Eric. And so we have two Eric's in the family now. And he goes, what was on the test? What did she ask? I was like, really? You're going to start asking me, like, what's on the test as you're walking into the room? Like, that's going to make you nervous. He's like, no, no. What did she ask? I was like, well, we went through this exercise and that exercise. And he's like, okay, I want to go down to the piano real quick and sink through it. So that way I can, you know, figure it out before I go up to my quiz. I'm like, okay, man, good luck. And (laughs) so... (laughs) 
<laughs> you never know. <laughs> that is so true. It's so funny because I've done those same things, asking people what was on the test, and then and memorizing it while you walked up or like recite it. So when you get there, you'd actually know what it is. That is so much fun. And I'm glad that you guys ended up together because you guys seem to be an amazing couple. And you, do you guys work together or do you work separately? Yes. So a little bit of both. So we own a company called JK Media Productions and JK comes from our middle names. So he's Eric J. Begay and I'm Heidi K. Begay. Cute. So we've got this little rhyme thing going on. So we pulled our JK and made a JK Media Productions. So like I said, he knows audio and video like the back of his hand. He's been doing it since 2005 and he formed this business and I help bring him clients um, and I help also with some of the paperwork on the back end. So we do work together. And me being a musician, he often will record me through the gigs that I get hired through. So if a composer says, hey, Heidi, I need the flute part recorded, um, I play the flute part, but then he has to record me. So we are collaborating through many different facets of the business. So we're co-owners, but then we also get to work on creative projects together. So if I'm doing the recording, he's doing the audio. Or for example, if he's helping a band director and the kids music and laying out the tracks, like the 80 plus tracks for like a concert band, Mm -hmm. he's doing that. But then I'm also doing the visual part for the video. And so we get to work together hand in hand in different ways. And um, it really has strengthened our relationship. And I don't think I could be a co- business owner with anybody else other than him like I don't if if I kind of imagine like oh not that I do this every day because this this is a little weird but if you think like oh what if I had married that boyfriend or what if I had married somebody else would that have worked and I just keep coming back and just you know thanking God every day that I'm married to him because like not only are we partners in life but we can be business partners and still have a healthy relationship with where it works mm-hmm. and we're not down each other's throats. We know those boundaries. And I'm just so thankful for um, him being not just my husband, but he's my friend and coach and mentor and co-business owner. And it only makes sense with him. So that's, that's how it can work. I like that because so many couples, when they do work together, they find that they have a difficult time. I remember a while ago, well, it's been a few years, it was a reality show called Vince and what, Tamar. And they, at the time they were married, and they were working together and it was not working. So it's nice to hear you talk and elaborate about how you and your husband do have a business together, how you work together, but how you guys get along and how is harmony and peace rather than you guys ready to kill each other at the end of the day. So what tips do you have to any couple out there who may be working together? Like, give me your number one tip that you and your husband use to help you guys coexist in the business world together. That's an excellent question. And before I give you my one tip, I do want to say disclaimer, no relationship is perfect. So we do claw at each other from time to time and you might hear frying pans in the background um, and that's healthy and that's normal. Uh, but I don't want anyone to have the wrong impression of, oh, Heidi's got to figure it out. Like I do to some degree, but at the same time, like it's always a work in progress, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, going into my tip, it would have to be setting up healthy boundaries. You have to establish, okay, if I'm going into do a collaborative creative work with him, we will say out loud, I am coming to you with these suggestions as your colleague. I am coming to you right now being the flutist or being the creative artist. Right now, I am not your wife. I am not your friend. We need to get her done. And with that being said, here is my professional opinion. So when we then address or just lay that out and say, I am not your husband or wife right now. I am your colleague. Then we know that whatever um, suggestions or edits that we are throwing at each other, we can't take it personally right. because it's a professional setting. And then continuing that healthy boundary nugget, then the same is true on the flip side. So then after dinner, when we are winding down and watching, you know, Netflix or whatever, he will say, oh, I have this idea. Oh, I have that idea. And I will kindly say, that is great, Mr. Colleague Begay. <laughs> but right now, I am your wife. We need to be Heidi and Eric, and we are watching TV. We have to shut that side down because you can only take in so much every day. So it's just laying it out like, right now, I'm stepping in the role of co-owner. Right now, I'm stepping in the role of wife. And then that way, we don't take things too personally. I like that. With everything that you guys do, how do you guys balance all of this? How do you balance work? How do you balance your relationship? Because even when you work together, let's say like when you're not, it just seems like you guys have so much going on. Like how do you find time to actually spend with each other and do things together in a date night kind of romantic setting? How do you keep all of that intact with everything that you do? Sure. So the one thing that I think does help, again, with this idea of healthy, healthy boundaries is um, laying out and determining, you know, how we are approaching each other, but then setting time aside for X role. So the one thing that I think really helps both of us is that we are both really good independent workers. So there are times we have to come together and work together, but he goes off and does his thing and I go off and do my thing. So we both work from home, even though we are working from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and we might see each other in between. I don't know what he does. Well, I do know what he does, but half the day he's over doing his own thing. And then we'll come out like maybe at five, six o'clock at night and be like, oh, hi, stranger. Like we've been at home all day long, but that's the first time we've seen each other. So it's kind of weird. So we are great independent workers. So it's, I think him having his space and me having my space when we are doing our separate work is pivotal. Like that is, that is so needed. <laughs> Cause if he was up in my business all day long, I think I would have to wring his neck. Um, <laughs> but then when we do come together, but when we do come together to work together on a project or to have a date night or whatever, you have to pencil it in. Like it's an actual standing appointment. So last week, you know, he needed help with launching his podcast and we put it in the calendar, September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We are meeting at 10 a.m. 
and it's an actual appointment as if Jane or Joe Schmo were calling me to have like a consultation. Um, so if it's not penciled in, it won't get done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to move the needle forward. Now, in terms of personal relationships, again, same thing. It has to be penciled in. So we budget our finances every month at the beginning of the month. And we budget in like on Saturdays, $50 fun day. And then we have money for that date or and or we are actually penciling in the fun day, which is date night on Saturday. So, again, if it's not penciled in for us, we don't make it a priority and, um, you know, of course we do want to make it a priority because our marriage is very important to both yeah. of us. I like that. Especially when you said if it's not penciled in, it's not a priority. And I think that helps a lot because so many people that I know that I've talked to, they have this little thing. I, I think it's a myth or whatever it is. I think it's a stereotype actually about penciling things in. I think, too much is put on being spontaneous and I'm always telling people it is great to be spontaneous it's great to be in a moment but when life hits you and you have work and you have relationships you have all these things going on it's good to pencil things in and to plan for what you want to do because I think planning is essential and you're proving it right now that planning is really good to do in your relationship and I think that's how so many people get off track and don't have these special days because it's not planned they just think they could wake up one day and be like oh well, let's go do this and some people it might work but for the majority of us that will not work because we have a lot of obligations in life so planning is key and I hope you guys are paying attention to this planning is definitely key speaking of planning I know you are doing a summit that's coming up shortly what is the summit about I'm really excited because I hear there's going to be a lot of music and flutes and just a lot of things so tell me a little bit more about your summit sure so I'm on the executive committee of the summit which is called the ultimate music business summit and it's going to be held January 6th 7th and 8th 2022 all of the information, Arthur Brewer is another member of the executive committee in addition to Dr. Garrett Hope. And Arthur has put together a beautiful website. So in order to see all the information and you can keep tabs on the updates and the list of presenters, etc., you can go to musicsummit.biz. So that's M-U-S-I-C-S-U-M-M-I-T dot B-I-Z, musicsummit.biz. And all the details are there. So I want to point your direction there because you can see I can't list off everything. Um, and I don't want to uh, forget any details. So we will have close to 40 presenters. Wow. And this music business summit is for anybody. It's for any musician who is currently a musicpreneur or any musician who wants to bring in maybe perhaps supplemental income. It could be a musician who's interested in being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, but they need to gather more information in order to pivot towards that uh, career path. So really the Music Business Summit will have a great uh, selection of different topics for everybody. Um, we will be discussing and bringing presenters on board to talk about marketing, website design, audio production, networking, collaborating, um, how to financially support your next creative project, and the list goes on and on. And 
the reason why I just want to get everyone excited is because as you know, Kiana, these things aren't organized or scheduled overnight. It takes right. a lot of time, blood, sweat, and tears to go into it, but it's so worth it. And for us, like I can't speak for Garrett, Arthur, because they're not here, but <laughs> knowing them and knowing the kinds of guys that they are, um, we are so excited and stoked and in anticipation to meet you. Like we want you to come, you know, if we organize this and um, nobody comes, <laughs> then it's like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a bummer. Um, but so we're doing it for the community. We are seriously thinking about our ideal participant and what the music community needs. And we feel from the conversations that we have had with our colleagues and friends and people alike, we hear um, their pain points and we're trying mm -hmm. to address those pain points within the summit. So just know that um, sometimes I think, you know, myself included, sometimes when I hear these summits, I'm like, oh, that's not for me or, right. you know, that's for somebody else. No, I mean, <laughs> if you, if you kind of fit one of those three um, realms that I listed off earlier, mm -hmm. then definitely the, the information will resonate with you. So Heidi, give me one highlight about this so that I'm excited, but I want everybody else to be as excited as we are. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more. Give me some highlights about this awesome summit. Yeah. So like I mentioned, we are going to have close to 40 presenters, and that's a big deal because last yeah. year, I think Garrett had about 2025. 20, so we are really up in the ante, and I just want to highlight that because everybody on that list of presenters, they are experts in their own right. I mean, we have our keynote speaker is Drew Coles, and if anybody can look him up, he is phenomenal. Um, he blows my mind with his content and how he articulates his ideas and concepts. We have other presenters like Dr. Catherine Emineth, Kathy Blocky, uh, Dr. Garrett Hope, my husband, Eric J. Begay, and Arthur Brewer, uh, Tammy Hughes. The list goes on and on. And so I really love, um, you know, the creative um, or I really love the wide array of all the topics that we're talking about through the list of different presenters. You know, there is something here for everybody. I just want to note another thing that I'm really proud of is, um, you know, how we are opening up the doors to the public because we want it to be a service for the community. And that's the driving force that I would love everybody to remember. Um, even if you're not interested right now in marketing your music business, or you're not interested in this or that, but you have uh, an inkling, you know, to, to get in and get your feet wet, do it because networking through the summit can be yes. huge for your career. And now I'm coming out of, you know, my little nugget here is from the perspective of me being a presenter and a participant last year. Last year, I was not on the executive committee. So from last year, these are real figures, y'all. Like, I'm not like, you know, <laughs> stretching any of these figures. Like this is my experience. I was a presenter and I was an attendee. From that summit last year, I have forged probably five or six meaningful relationships wow. that have scaled. And so I met Matthew Driscoll, who's a trombonist out East. And mm -hmm. he and I actually got through some podcasting coaching uh, sessions between him and I. 
um, I was able to meet this wonderful lady, Lori from Illinois, and she just finished my podcast and musician class. I was able to meet Glory St. Germain, who is the owner of the Ultimate Music Theory business. And this woman just blows my mind. She is an amazing entrepreneur, um, music theory teacher, pianist, speaker, and she and I have scaled our relationship. She was so kind to ask me to be a co-author of a of an international best-selling book that was from me meeting her at UMBS. And then she's hired JK Media Productions, my husband and I, to forge and to establish her podcast. I was able to meet Mindy Peterson, who is the podcast host of Enhanced Music um, or Enhanced Life with Music. Excuse me for that. And she and I have scaled our relationship with our different podcasting endeavors. And the list goes on and on. I think I just listed off about four or five different people. Mm -hmm. And that was all cultivated from UMBS 2021. So no matter what interests you, whether it is the marketing or or the audio production or the dot, 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 you know, really step outside of your comfort zone and show up for yourself, show up for your future self, you know, and go into the different breakout rooms that we will have at the summit and just say hi to people Just say, Hey, I'm Joe. I'm a guitarist. And I really love your presentation. Can I pick your brain further? And then message each other on Facebook or find each other's websites and stay Mm -hmm. in touch from that, you know, initial contact, you know, when we interact, inspiration is formed from, yeah, from interaction comes inspiration. So just think of what that initial DM could do for your future career or future self. And you and I are a great example of that. We did not meet through UMBS, but it was through Facebook. Yeah. And then it was, hey, you have a podcast? I have a podcast. Let's do cross promotion. Let's now have you be a sponsor through UMBS. And oh, let me take your corporate sponsorship class. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, the the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. It's funny you brought that up because I was just thinking about that like a minute ago. I was like, yeah, because that's how Heidi and I met. We met on Facebook and look where we are now. So yeah. So guys, show up for yourselves and be there for yourselves. And it's okay to network. It's okay to talk to people. That's a good point. Like you have to talk to people. You have to network. And I know when I first started networking, I was thinking, well, I don't go anywhere. And then, you know, after the pandemic, I was just like, I'm definitely not going anywhere. But Facebook and social media is an awesome place to network. So join some groups, get involved in them, give good advice and start networking with people that you may not even know can be helpful to you, whether it's your business, your relationships, whatever it is, there are people there. You just have to network and just get to know people. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And look at what our relationship has done. Not only those different things that I've mentioned, but then because you got into my inner circle and, um, you know, I'm into your orbit as well. I was able to introduce you to my friend and colleague who's a flutist, Tori Lupinek. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you guys, you know, we had a mastermind, us three ladies. And then after that, you and her got onto a call and helped each other through a mock phone call. Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. all that came from was a Facebook DM. And so my mind is always blown by like, oh my gosh, you know, if you if you take that initiative to start that relationship, how can it scale? 
because right. it, will, it will always scale. You can bet on it. You know, I'm putting, you know, my money where my mouth is. It will scale. I don't care if it scales in a beautiful friendship. I don't care if it scales through a nonprofit um, opportunity, a monetary opportunity. Right. It will scale. It will. You just have to show up. That is true, because that's how I've met a lot of people, and now I'm working with a lot of people doing things, and it will scale, and it will grow into something beautiful that you never could imagine, but you just, like you said, you just have to show up. So Heidi, where can we find out more about you? If anyone wanted to follow you, where can we find you on social media? And then I have the information about the music the music summit.biz but what I will do is I'll put it in the show notes so guys if you didn't write it down earlier it is okay it will be in the show notes with a hyperlink and all you have to do is click on it and you can definitely get there and then I'll make sure I have more information as we get closer to the day of the summit but Heidi how can we find out more about you and where can we find you on social media yes thank you for asking so everything is my full name, Heidi K. Begay. So that's H-E-I-D-I-K-A-Y-B-E-G-A-Y. And you can find me through Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, and my show called the Food to 360 Podcast. And if you wanted to DM me, I am, I swear I don't bite. Feel free to DM me at any time. I love to get messages and to... Um, bring more people into my orbit and vice versa. And my website is also HeidiKBegay.com. Thank you so much. So guys, all that information, once again, will be in the show notes for hyperlinks. Just click on it and you can definitely get in contact with her. Heidi, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We really enjoyed having you as a guest. And are there any parting words you want to give to us? Any parting words of wisdom you want to give to any couples or relationships out there who are trying to balance work life? Like, what do you want to say? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if this is parting words of wisdom, but I will take my best stab at it. Um, listen to each other. You know, the first key main ingredient to communications is listening. So have an open heart, open ears, and really hear what your partner is saying to you. Um, I know it can be hard in the heat of moments of fights or, you know, little battles or whatever you want to call it, but really have an open heart and open ears to hear what your partner is saying and respond to them with uh, love and kindness. And yes, your relationship will flourish. So be kind to each other. I like that. Be kind to each other. Those are truly words of wisdom. So you hit the nail right on the head. Thank you so much for sharing with us and you have an amazing day. Thank you so much. What an amazing interview. I absolutely love it when she talks about showing up for yourself, not only in your marriage, but also in your business and professional life as well. I also like when Heidi talks about how you should listen to your partner with an open heart and an open ear. Those are such awesome words because sometimes we hear things as we talked about last week, but we don't always listen with the open heart. And we don't always receive it in love and listen to see what we can do to help instead of what we can do to defend ourselves and make ourselves look better or make our partner see our side. 
So for her to say that it's important and that we should listen to our partner with the open heart and with open ears are such awesome words of wisdom that we can absolutely apply to our everyday lives. The song we are going to listen to today is called Same Old Thing and the song is about a woman who is stuck in her relationship and is trying to find a way to do things differently. Here's the song, The Same Old Thing.
end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it is always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking on the links in the show notes, and you can also get in contact with Heidi as well by clicking on the links in the show notes. And if you would like to learn more about this amazing music summit, then all of that information is in the show notes. All you have to do is click on the links and you will get to the website where you can sign up for the summit. I think that is all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.